Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the Dece- to the September 14th, 2023 Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior. Today is International Crab Fest Day and actor Sam Neill, the late singer Amy Winehouse, and TV actor Andrew Leakin's birthdays. The Golden Girls TV show, the Netflix show The Dragon Prince, 2001's Hardball, the 1985 Adventures of the Gummy Bears and Care Bears cartoons, 2018's A Simple Favor and White Boy Rick, the 1971 Walton's TV show, among others, all debuted on this day in their respective years. Alas, it was on this day the world lost Patrick Swayze, comedian Norm MacDonald, and Grace Kelly. Cassie Steinberg of Hyannis would like me to would like to wish her brother Jason Steinberg and her new sister-in-law Patty a belated congrats as the two recently got married. Now, before I go on, I have a confession. I messed up three things on last week's podcast. First off, I incorrectly stated Caitlin and Todd Volwire's wedding anniversary was on her birthday, September 10th. Actually, it was <laughs> the day beforehand on September 9th. Oopsie number one. Secondly, I said the wrong date for Elemental's streaming debut on Disney+. Plus. I mistakenly said the film was coming to the service September 19th. In actuality, it came out... It came to the streamer on September 13th, yesterday. Oopsies. Number two. And lastly, I forgot to mention that Jordan Bell and Austin Highsmith Garces' husband Teddy's birthdays were Tuesday, September 12th. Oopsie. Number three. Moving on. Former WKK manager Sarah Colvin actor Tommy Lee Jones, actor Tom Hardy, Prince Harry, and football, football player Dan Marino, and the late novelist Agatha Christie were born September 15th, which is when Amer- 1999's American De- Beauty debuts and when Rosh Hashanah starts this year. La Shana Tova, Happy New Year to, Happy Early Jewish Year, New Year to all. Suzanne McCardle, David Copperfield, actress Amy Poehler, and singer Nick Jonas blow up birthday candles September 16th. 2022's The Woman King and Pearl, 2005's Just Like Heaven, the 1993 Frasier Show, which just released its first trailer for the reboot, 1984's Punky Brewster Show, and 2011's Drive all debuted on that day. My uncle Jimmy Engelman's birthday is this Sunday, September 17th. Happy early birthday, Jimmy. He shares his birthday with Nick Lazad, Jacqueline McDowell, Rappi Florida, Flor- uh, voice actor Charles Martinet, who was the former voice of Mario and now is a Mario ambassador, the late actor John Ritter, and director Baz Luhrmann. Netflix's unexpected South Korean survival drama 2021 hit Squid Game, 2010's The Town and Easy A, 
the Brooklyn Nine-Nine Community Archer and Home Improvement shows in 1999's For the Love of the Game all debuted on that day as well. Megan Roderick Baker, Jason Sudeikis, the late actor James Marsden, James Gandolfini, actor James Marsden, who turns 50, and cyclist Lance Bass were born on September 18th. Da-da-da-da-da! 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 TV audiences first met the creepy and kooky, mysterious and spooky Adams Family on September 18, 1964. That date is also the debut date for 1951's A Streetcar Named Desire, the 1993 cartoon Rocco's Modern Life, 1987's Fatal Attraction, the PJ Maxx TV show, 1998's Rush Hour among them. Alex Leonetti, Johanna Corrales, TV show host Timmy Fallon, and the late TV actor Adam West get to have birthday cake on September 19th. The Nun 2 conjured up a win at the box office this weekend. The horror sequel, the ninth entry in Warner Brothers' long-running Conjuring series, scared Equalizer 3 to second place with a scarily good $36.2 million. Like many horror, form, horror films before, bad reviews didn't scare off moviegoers from, from it. Though impressive, The Nun 2 couldn't match the high mark by it set, couldn't match the high mark set by its 2018 predecessor, The Nun, which opened a 53.8 million scares. Worldwide, the film has made 88 million jump scares. The Nun 2 beat out the weekend's other new sequel, the rom-com My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3, the second sequel to 2000. Two's famous blockbuster indie hit took third place with a mere 9.5 million plates of week wedding goodies. It may need to light more than a few candles to be a hit and compete with the Nun 2, especially with spooky season looming. Wedged in between the two is last week's champ, The Equalizer 3. The this action sequel read racked up $12.1 million in its second weekend to push its domestic total of $69.9 million. It crossed the $100 million mark to bring its total worldwide to $107.7 million. I have lots of news for you. First off, belated congrats to Good Morning America's Robin Roberts and actor Chris Evans, who married their significant others over the weekend. Robert and her longtime partner, Amber Lagan, who she's been with since 2005, married in a beautiful, small backyard ceremony on September 8th. Evans married girlfriend Alba Baptista, who he's been with since November 2021, over the weekend near their home, in Boston in a small ceremony. Congrats. Josh Dumal is going to be back on baby duty again soon. Not only did the actor and his wife, Audra Mari, celebrate their first wedding anniversary, September 10th, but they are going to get to become parents. 
They announced in a joint social media post the following day, September 11th, they are expecting a baby and shared a picture of the ultrasound. This will be Josh's second child as he has 10-year-old son Axel with his ex-wife Fergie. EW announced this morning, NSYNC's rumored reunion song is here. Group members Justin Timberlake, J.C. Chassis, Lance Bass, Joey Fanton, and Chris Kirkpatrick have a new tune in DreamWorks' animation's upcoming movie, Trolls Band Together. The trailer just dropped, giving fans a taste of their song, Better, Year, Better Place, their first track in 20 years. Swirling rumors were fueled even more on Tuesday when the guys appeared together on the MTV VMAs to present the first night award of the night. Even winner Taylor Swift thought, it's going to be me who figures out what's going on down on the stage. Are you doing something? What's going to happen now? They're going to do something and I need to know what it is. She wondered aloud when accepting Best Pop Honors. Well, now she does. In the third movie in the franchise, in theaters November 17th, Anna Kendrick's Poppy and Timberlake's Branch are now a couple. And Poppy learns that Branch has been keeping a secret from her. He used to be in the enormously popular and her favorite boy band, Frozone. Troy Sivian, Eric Andre, David Dix, and Kid Cuddy voice the other Brozone members. And the movie is also saying hi, hi, hi to franchise newcomers Amy Schumer, Andrew Ramos, Camila Cabello, Zosa Mamet, and RuPaul, Zoe Deschanel, Christopher Mintz-Plazé, Kenan Thompson, and Kunal Nayar, and more just got paid to reprise their role. The actual song drops on September 29th. Speaking of new trailers, the first official trailer for the anticipated and very much along the way, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom dropped, I mean, has dropped. It finally arrives in theaters on December 20th. Disney Plus just dropped the official trailer for its upcoming Goosebumps series, which arrives naturally on Friday the 13th. Yesterday, the first trailer for the Bob Marley biopic, Bob Marley One World, One Love, which arrived in February, which arrives in fam- February, dropped. As did the as did a new trailer for the Killers for of the Flower Moon. Paul Rubin's final film role has been announced. The seventy-year-old who passed in July of acute hypoxic respiratory failure and had been diagnosed with metastatic lung cancer and myelogenous leukemia six years beforehand will have a cameo role in the upcoming Hulu comedy Quiz Lady, on, which comes to the service on November 3rd. Calling all Scoobies, er... I mean Buffy the Vampire fans. TVLine.com announced September 13th the cast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is joining forces once again for a new story centered around Jane Masters' Marsters' beloved villain turned sort of Scooby, Spike. TVLine has learned Slayers, a Buffyverse story, will be set 20 years after the series finale with 
Marsters reprising his role alongside Charisma Carpenter, Cordelia, Anthony G- Head, Giles, Julia Landau, Drusilla, Emma Caulfield, Emma, I mean Anna, Amber Benson, Tara, James Todd, Leary, Clem, and Danny Strong, Jonathan, as well as Buffy first newcomer Layla DeLeon De Hayes from CBS's The Equalizer. Slayers follows Spike, who's gone deep undercover in Los Angeles, convincing the forces of darkness that he's back to his evil ways, reads the official description. But when his cover is compromised by 16-year-old Indra Nonali Hayes, Spike finds himself on baby Slayer babysitting duty once more. While he attempts to track down a watcher for his eager new protege, their paths collide with a veteran Slayer of a parallel reality where Buffy Summers, Sarah Michelle Geller, Geller never existed. And Cordelia Chase is the one and only Slayer. And Cordelia needs Spike's help with a classic big bad terrorizing her world. His old flame, Drusilla. The audio-only short story releases Octwelf on Audible, though Audiobooks and podcasts are not impacted by the writers and actor strikes. Slayers of Buffy story, a Buffyverse story, was written and produced before either work stoppage took effect. To quote a famous Danny Elfman song, What's this? What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Three classic films, including a beloved about to turn 30 Disney cult classic and the late we. William Friedkin's horror masterpiece are getting re-released in October. Free, first of his Friedkin's film, dubbed one of the greatest horror films ever, 1973's The Exorcist. The iconic film, the very first horror film up for Best Picture, is getting re-released in a special 50th anniversary remastered version on October 1st in theaters timed exactly time to be exactly five days before the newest exorcist film the exorcist believer scares the living uh crackers out of people in theaters this film will have 12 minutes cut 12 minutes that was cut from the original film remastered film quality and a tribute to friedkin who sadly passed away last month. Our old friends Jack Skellington, Oogie Boogie, Sandy Claus, or Santa Claus, Sally, the Two-Faced Mayor, and the rest of the Nightmare Before Christmas gang are returning to theaters in just over a month. Henry Selick's classic dark fantasy stop-motion animated musical, animated uh, Halloween Christmas musical, Mashup hits 30 years old, 30 Halloween seasons this October. And to celebrate this momentous milestone, Disney is bringing it back to theaters across the USA and Canada for special screenings October 20th. CBR proclaimed September 10th. The holiday classic will also be shown in 4D at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood, where Disney will host anniversary screenings featuring specialty concessions, 
Souvenirs, and more. Following its release in 1993, the film has gained quite the large cult following thanks to its distinctive st visual style, songs, and memorable characters such as Jack Skellington, Sally, and Oogie Boogie. The Nightmare Before Christmas served as the feature directorial debut of Selleck, who later went on to helm another iconic stop-motion animated film, Coraline, with premier studio Lackia. Great Scott! ComingSoon.net announced September 12th, after nearly four decades since the theatrical debut of Back to the Future, Universal Pictures has partnered with Fathom Events for an upcoming special screening of the remastered version of Robert Zemeckis' iconic sci-fi adventure from 1985. In celebration of Back to the Future Day, the classic film is slated to return to theaters nationwide for one night only on October 21st, which is the same day that Marty McFly and Doc Brown famously landed in the year 2015 in Back to the Future Part Two. Back to the Future was written by and directed by Zemeckis. It starred Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Crispin Glover, and Thomas F. Wilson. After its massive success at the box office, with a current worldwide gross of $388 million, it was followed by two more installments, which were both equally well-received by audiences. TheGuardian.com declared September 12th 11 months after the death of star Angela Lansbury, shortly before her 97th birthday, a big screen version of the popular detective series Murder, She Wrote has been announced. The film has been written by Lauren Shuker Blum and Rebecca Angelo, whose previous credits include the Seth Rogen, Paul Dano, fact-based Dumb Money, which has just premiered at the Toronto Film Festival. Former Sony boss Amy Pascal is also attached as a producer, but no star director has yet been named. The original show scored an Emmy nomination for Lansbury for each of its 12 seasons, running between 1984 and 1996. She played Jessica Fletcher, a mystery writer and amateur sleuth who investigates the endless corpses that appear in her New England seaside town. It looks like another film has been scared off by the upcoming Taylor Swift, the Irish tour concert film. Lionsgate has bumped the release of its drama thriller, The Marsh King, with Daisy Ridley, Ben Mendelsohn, Garrett Hedlund, and Brooklyn Prince from October 6th to November 3rd. I have two big news bits for anime fans. Comicbook.com just announced it's official. Netflix's One Piece has been renewed for a second season following its ambitious premiere in late August. One Piece has been topping the charts at Netflix. Now its series creator has confirmed the news we all want to hear. Netflix has greenlit One Piece season two. So it means the Straw Hat crew is gearing up for a big comeback. In a new video released by Netflix, Ashihiro Oda appears to pass along the good news. I spent a long time working on One Piece with Netflix and Tomorrow Studios, the creator shared.
it seemed people around the world have been enjoying the show, which makes the hard work from the production team truly worth it, he continued. Two weeks after its launch, I've received some great news. Netflix has decided to renew the show. In the video, Oda goes on to explain that it will take some time yet to complete the show's scripts, but Netflix is committed to reviving One Piece for more episodes. Of course, there is no estimate on when the writing will be complete. This is due to the ongoing strikes in Hollywood as both the WGA and SAG-AFTRA are on strike. IGN.com announced September 8th, it's been long rumored that The Boy in the Heron, the latest Studio Ghibli film from legendary director Hayao Miyazaki, will also be his last. But that may not be the case after all. Speaking on the red carpet of the Toronto International Film Festival, where The Boy in the Heron made its highly anticipated North American debut, Studio Ghibli and executive Studio Ghibli executive Junichi Nishioka told CBC News that the 82-year-old filmmaker is still headed to the office with plenty of ideas. Other people say this, that this might be his last film, but he doesn't feel that way at all. Nishioka told the outlet through a translator, he is currently working on ideas for a new film. He comes into his office every day and does that. This time, he's not going to announce his retirement at all. He's continuing working just as he always has done. It's true that Miyazaki has announced his retirement several times now, including after the releases of 1997's Princess Mononoke, 2001 Spirited Away, and 2013's The Wind Rises. But given the 10-year break between The Wind Rises and The Boy and the Heron, excluding a short Border of the Caterpillar in 2018, many thought that Miyazaki would actually step away after this one. Plus, Miyazaki himself said he was serious this time in 2013, desiring a life beyond animation. But for many, this development is a welcome one, especially after The Boy and the Heron got rave reviews that tore out of Toronto. The Boy and the Heron direct debuted in Japan in July and just got a, just recently got a full trailer and North American release date, December 8th. Agatha Christie gave the world 66 detective novels, 14 short story collections, and her most famous, her most famous detectives, Hercule Poirot and Miss Marple. Well, Miss Marple hasn't actually been on the silver screen since 1980, Poirot has had two modern mystery films, with a third one, the supernatural mystery film, Terrif A Haunting of Venice, Terrifying Theatergoers, tomorrow, September 18th. It stars Kenneth Branagh, who also directed and co-produced it, Michelle Yeoh, Tina Fey, Emma Lard, Jude Hill, Jamie Dorman, Camille Colton, and many others. Unorthodox detective Her Poirot is back on the big screen after murder on the Orient Express and death on the Nile. This time around, the detective, who retired and is living in seclusion in post-World War II Italy, will solve a creepy supernatural mystery. He is in... He is invited to a Halloween seance 
and against his better nature, begrudgingly goes. When a guest is murdered at the haunted plaza where it takes place, Poirot must come out of retirement and put his detective skills back to work. In doing so, he finds a hidden world of secrets and awakens the ghost of a long-buried past. According to IMDb.com, Jamie Dorneman and Jude Hill were previously directed by Sir Kenneth Branagh for 2021's Belfast. In that film, Hill's characters sing opening Christmas gifts, one of which is a copy of Halloween Party, which is the title of the book this film is based on. The screenplay is inspired by Dame Agatha Christie's 1969 book, Halloween Party, with a setting change from the United Kingdom to Venice, Italy. It's the first time the story has ever been made into a feature film. And this film is the first on-screen credit for Tina Fey that isn't, that isn't a comedy. Shocking, I know. Speaking of hauntings, Disney Plus is ready to welcome foolish mortals into its grounds October 4th. That's when July's Haunted Mansion remake arrives on the screamer. It haunts its way to DVD October 17th, exactly two weeks before Halloween. On the subject of spooky films, MovieWeb.com declared yesterday a sequel to the superhero horror film Brightburn. Uh, a sequel to the superhero horror flick Brightburn is still on the cards according to production company The H Collective. Released back in 2019, Brightburn introduces audiences to Jackson A. Dunn as Brendan Breyer, a superpowered alien who is adopted by a Kansas couple, acting like an alternative take on DC's Superman instead of using his powers for good. Brandon cuts a deadly path through the small Kansas town before setting his feet, heat vision, shooting eyes on the world. As per a report by Deadline, the H Collective is still planning on releasing Bright Frontier sometime down the line, with the company also revealing that they plan to launch H3 Entertainment, a company it says will look to integrate the metaverse, Web3, and AI into a slate of films. Perhaps they are not reading the room. Amid the backlash towards the use of AI, the company states that the H3 Entertainment model will respect professionals and fans while promoting responsible technology integration. Okay. Also coming into theater September 15th in limited release is the family film Camp Hideout with Ethan Drew, Cordon Blue, Christopher Lloyd, and Amanda Layton. Troubled foster teen Noah finds himself in trouble yet again after one more petty crime and stealing from two goons. He chooses to go to summer camp over Juvenile Hall. Upon arrival, he quickly realizes the camp's owner, LaFalco, and his dog Lazarus absolutely hate children. The double whammy takes a turn as optimistic camp leader Jake lifts Noah's downbeat attitude and the friend, his friendship 
changes Noah as he opens up to fellow campers and together they bond. But when all seems well, the bad guys show up in a camp in search of Noah to take back what he stole from them. Now playing in select theaters in a two-day limited release, I mean two-day limited engagement is the fifth and final film in the After movie series, After Everything, with Josephine Langford and Hero Finds Tiffin. Based on the After series by Anna Todd, the romantic drama series isn't that well known here in the States, but overseas it's extremely possible I and mean, popular in international territories like Britain and has a rabid, enormous Twilight-based fan base. Twilight-like fan base. After breaking up with his true love, Natalie, best-selling author Hardin Scott goes to Portugal to try to make amends for his past behavior. Will, can he do it? Exciting news Star Wars fans. The HollywoodReporter.com announced this afternoon Donald Glover is shifting gears with his planned Disney Plus Lando series. The project is now being developed as a film for Lucasfilm. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed. Glover's brother, Stephen Glover, was working on the project with Donald before the writer's strike began in May. And during an appearance at the Pablo Torres Finds Out podcast posted Thursday, revealed the latest plans were to make a film. The project is on hold currently amid the duo writers and writer and actor strike. Donald played Lando Carrissian in 2018's Solo, A Star Wars Story. Despite the film was a box office bomb, but Glover earned a strong response for his work to the character. And in December 2020, Disney announced the series was in the works. Justin Simeon, Haunted Mansion, was initially tapped to develop series, but exited prior to Donald and Stephen Glover taking over writing duties. That was when the project morphed into a feature. Billy Dean Williams originated the character of charming space smuggler Lando in The Emperor Strikes Back 1980 and played him again in Return of the Jedi 1983. Decades later, he reprised the role in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker 2019. Williams and Donald Glover met before the filming of Solo. Holy batterings, Batman! This Saturday, September 16th, marks the ninth annual Batman Day. The annual event DC Entertainment created in 2014 to, to promote and celebrate the Dark Knight himself. What better way to celebrate than to look back at the very first Batman movie? The Tim Burton Helm Batman starred Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Jack Palance, Michael Goh, and Kim Basinger, and began Warner Brothers' original Batman film series on June 23, 1989. The film takes place early into the Dark Knight's war on crime and his fierce battle with the insane adversary, the Joker. It made $400 million at, at the box office, which was 
the fifth highest grossing film in history at the time, and won the Oscar for Best Art Direction, Set Direction, to do so. In 1995, the late Joel Schumacher directed its sequel, Batman Forever, with Val Kilmer's Batman. Schumacher also directed the 1997, 1997's Batman and Robin, which starred George Clooney. Batman and Robin were, uh, how do I put this bluntly, poorly received by critics. And the less said about Batman and Robin, which pretty much buried the franchise until Christopher Nolan rescued it, the better. Bat nipples. Sorry, there's something in my throat. The next installment of the Batman series was Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy with Christian Bale in the Batsuit. 2009's Batman Begins, 2008's Bat- The Dark Knight, and 2012's The Dark Knight Rises. The newest film reboot of The Cape Crusader is Matt Reeves' The Batman with our bats, or Robert Patterson Batman, which opened up to great applause March 2022. Its first sequel, The Batman Part Two, is coming on October 3rd, 2025. Now on a special remastered 4K Ultra DVD is Batman, The Mask of the Phantasm, starring the late Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, Abe Vigoda, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., Bob Hastings, Dana Delaney, and John P. Ryan. The animated romantic superhero film is based on Batman the Animated Series, and it's the first original theatrical film produced by Warner Brothers Animation. Set between the first and second series of Batman the Animated Series, the first and second seasons of Batman the Animated Series, it follows Batman as he reconciles with a former lover, Andrea Beaumont, and deals with mysterious vigilante who is killing Gotham's, Gotham City's crime bosses. The situation gets worse when the Joker comes into the fray. The December 25th, 2000, I mean, 1993 release was released at the very last minute in theaters and didn't make much of a box office impact, but has gained a cult following. Speaking of famous crime solvers and apologies for the bad Scooby voice, like Jinkies! Yesterday marked 54 years since the world first read those mystery-solving meddling kids, Red, Raphne, Roma, Food Shower, and Callie Raggy, and the oh. world's most famous, rude-loving, brave Rate Rain. Roe makes rents. To recap, Rogue Gain's worst big, big green adventure as suggested by Major Ruby Ruvran, Rassi Rothran of Fryanis. <coughs> Sorry, Scooby Ruby Talk or Scooby Talk stuck in my throat and it's tough to do for a long period of time. What I just said was that yesterday marked 54 years since the world first met those, med- those mystery solving meddling kids. Fred, Daphne, Velma, Fook Chow and Cowley Shaggy, 
and the world's most famous food-loving, brave Great Dane. So it makes sense to recap the game's first big screen adventure as suggested by major Scooby-Doo fan Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis. Four years after the Scooby and the Gang's first direct-to-DVD movie, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, they went to the big screen with June 14th, 2002's Scooby-Doo, directed by Roger Gosnold and written by James Gunn, yes, the man who gave the world Peacemaker and the Guardians of the Galaxy and Bright Burn, and produced by Robert Engelman, it stars Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, Matthew Lillard, Frank Welker, Linda Cardinelli, and Rowan Atkinson. In the 2000, in the 275 million Scooby Snack, in the 275 million worldwide Scooby Snack grocer, Mystery Inc. reunites after a two-year disbandment to investigate an eerie mystery on popular horror resort Spooky Island. It was so successful that a sequel, Scooby-Doo Mon Scooby 2 Monsters Unleashed, also directed by Gosnold, was released in March 2004. There was an animated 2021 reboot, Scoob, and the newest Scooby-Doo direct-to-DVD movie, Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2, arrives on September 26. Did you know that real-life couple Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar who played Fred and Daphne, read the script separately, not realizing that their partner was doing the same. In real life, the couple are married and have two kids. And Michelle Geller had to wear a wig, a red wig as Daphne, since she was still filming season six of Buffy the Vampire's Lair at the time. And Jennifer Aniston and Jennifer Love Hewitt were considered for the role of Daphne Blake. Weird, I know. Now on DVD is the Ben Affleck-directed biographical sports drama, Air. This April 5th release, which stars Matt Damon, Affleck, Chris Tucker, Viola Davis, Jason Bateman, Marlon Wayans, and Chris Messina, made $90 million in theaters. The film tells about the film based on true events, tells of the start of the Air Jordan basketball shoe line in which a Nike employee looked to make a business deal with then-rookie player Michael Jordan. And finally, RAR! The HollywoodReporter.com stated September 8th, Apple TV Plus has released the first teaser trailer for its highly anticipated Godzilla TV series, Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. The project stars the father-son duo of Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell, who play the same character at different ages, along with Anna Sawa, Mari Yamamoto, Anders Holm, Kiersey Clemens, Ren Watterby, Joe Tippett, and Elsa Lausowski. The trailer also features John Goodman making a cameo appearance reprising his role from Kong Skull Island. The 10-episode series premieres globally on Friday, November 17th. 
with two episodes, followed by one episode every Friday through June 12th. Legendary's Monsters vs. franchise began in 2014, continued with 2017's Kong Skull Island, 2019's Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and 2021's Godzilla vs. Kong. After this Apple TV Plus franchise, the next film in the franchise, after this Apple TV Plus series, the next film in the franchise, it's Godzilla x Kong, The New Empire, which is slated for release April 12th of next year. Godzilla rights holder Toho also has its own Godzilla movie, Godzilla Minus One, which takes place in post-war Japan that's coming to North American theaters in December. That's all for this week's news, folks. So until we meet again, as always, stay safe, watch lots of DVDs, and get to the theaters if you can. Bye, my minions.